Thanks for joining us for another show. You're going to notice that my voice is a little gravelly. Yeah, it's because I'm a, I feel good, but I got a little something, something going on. And so between the two of us hacking up today, <laughs> which will be a lot of fun, yeah. uh, Joy is joining me and she's got a little bit uh, going on as well, but we're doing okay. And we're yeah. going how you doing, Joy? Pretty good, pretty good. I was thinking outside of the something, something. I was saying earlier, we're such dedicated souls. We show up. We're here, you know, so this is fun. Thank you for coming on board. You know, it would take the plague, literally, to keep, and maybe that happened in another another lifetime that I couldn't, I didn't show up to a meeting we were supposed to have, probably because I had the plague and I died. But this time, <laughs> I don't have the plague and I'm here. And it would take the yeah. plague to keep me away. How about that? Uh, see, this is the dedication. This is what <laughs> I mean. This is there. It's so funny, though, when you're describing the plague, I can see this English lifetime where you had the plague, you know? Great. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, good God. But you're not going anywhere this time. Yeah, I don't plan on getting it again. I I think I'm safe. It's not going around too much right now, so we're good. The rats, you know, the rats have been put under, so we, we got rid of that mm-hmm. problem back in the 1500s, somewhere around there, so... Absolutely. So you wanted to do a show, and this is Joy Melchizedek joining me, and uh, we wanted to do another show, a Joy of Union venture with uh, Out There, and it would be speaking with uh, the Holy Mother, if you want to call her that, Mother Mary. Um, (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. Was that a sneeze? Was that a sneeze? Yes. Oh, Okay. Yes, it's sneeze, and if you could turn the echo down a bit. It only goes down when I when I turn my mic down. So if you want to talk right now, let me turn it down. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep talking. Please keep talking. I'll deal with the echo so we're ready. So we're okay. going to speak with the Divine Mother, um, Mother Mary, um, the Virgin Mary, if you will. She has many different names, and the Mother of Jesus. And, of course, this is kind of ties into a theme that we've had before. But we've never really talked to her. So, you know, I'm sure the message will be a similar one, but in her own unique way. And maybe we just need a little bit of love, a little bit of gentleness. So that's what you suggested. Uh-huh. So, Joy, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. And... <clears throat> I want to just say um, on Saturday, we continued our Garden World Peace uh, potluck party here at my house, and we had um, uh, visitors pop in, um, like John Lennon and um, my brother, who came to the other peace circles when he was alive, and um, we had... uh, um uh the the lead singer the door the doors um Morrison I think his name was Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison yep yeah he popped in and um <clears throat> and then along the way mother mary came in and her message was sweet and dear and her essence was just beautiful Um, And I was thinking that we had uh, Mary Magdalene, we had the third Mary, we had Mother Earth, um, but we never had Mother Mary come in. So um, if she's on board, I would love to share a message with her um, for everyone. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay. So, um, of course, excuse me, what will happen, the message will start flowing, and then if there's questions, we'll pause and take those too. Okay? Sounds good. And I'm going to take a few deep breaths, and she'll be right with everyone. 
I am with each of you now, and it is a blessing for me to um, associate <clears throat> the messages of truth or bring them forward for each of you uh, during the evolutionary times that you are living. It is indeed a time of turmoil and shift and change for many. So I am endeavoring to bring through rays of grace to touch your hearts and to give you hope and support your connection with the oneness so that you each are able to step forward and feel a sense of purpose in knowing that the design is operating through and being expressed through each of you, whether you are consciously aware of it or not. Many choices are being made during this time. So in my keeping and heart, I hold placement for each soul. As the mother of all of creation, I endeavor to touch each soul with the knowing that my love is not only present, it is open and available to each of you as you would choose to receive it. Now some, they turn away from the light out of fear of expressing the inner truth. And they are feeling lost in context with what they have been predispositioned to experience and live through programmings and layers of conditioning. And then there are some that are turning toward the light. <clears throat> and in turning toward the light, they are turning toward the light within themselves as well. For you see, the light is alive within each soul. And in the awakening to the light, you awaken to the inner knowing of who you are and your connection with the one, which includes uh, myself and my son and uh, that dear one, the Magdalene and the third Mary and all other beings that work within uh, the co-creative efforts uh, supporting the evolutionary unfolding of creation in a way that offers viable resources to the whole of humanity and all souls universally. As many of you are knowing, <clears throat> there are many worlds simultaneously existing. And these worlds sometimes overlap with each other, the conscious states of knowing that one world has can sometimes influence other worlds. And this can be um, uh, um, a treasured gift because what happens is the expansion toward the light becomes ever-present and uh, much more illuminating when there is a co-creative force and that is working interdimensionally through frequency and its expression. So this is a reason why there are times when ideas that have never come through are coming through now to support uh, different resources being available that are necessary to support the unfoldment on planet Earth. You each are also awakened, many of you, uh, I want to say, are awakened to the knowing that <clears throat> there are many souls that are leaving the planet and through the one speaking, the words times of rendering have been 
uh, given to explain what is occurring. And, and there are channels through the ones with no names that have spoken of such things. Uh, times of rendering uh, offer the support for souls to relinquish the body and to excel back to the source point of oneness and to rest in the dimensions where they either teach or they learn from those spaces that are congruent uh, and offering viable um, resolutions to those on planet Earth, but they are working from other dimensions. So during this time, there are great murmurings concerning hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunami <clears throat> during this time. And what I speak to you now of is the earth knowing or the earth wisdom that is operating during this time. You see, Mother Gaia has a formulated design and she is deciding what will shift and what will open out and what will relocate and how new foundations or new uh, land systems shall, shall support uh, new vegetation and growth of life. So there is this flow in the design that is supporting the um, death and rebirth cycles simultaneously. And you have heard this before, each of you knowing in your heart that there are two worlds simultaneously existing. So your choice to live as the light that you are and bring forth the love <laughs> that is intended to flow through you supports this unfolding of a new creation. During these times, I am going to appear through um, other uh, channels and I will become much more visible in many ways throughout the planet. So the sacred spots where I have been known to visit will reveal more activity and will open out and offer resources for more healings. Um, each of you, I want to encourage you to take a deep breath, and this would include my dear son, TJ, that you would just take a deep breath and relax now and know that there is healing energies going out to you and the ones speaking and the ones on the air uh, that I am sending these waves of healing grace to support each of you to feel an upliftment in your frequency and to support your health care in your system and to open out to the knowing that miracles are not just um, an occasional occurrence. They are a relatively natural state of uh, being or living when you are open and receptive and receiving the magnitude of the love of the source in its plentiful expression. You are knowing that this love is limitless and it does not um, hold a container that would um, stop any propelling force of healing. So there is an extremely strong powerful uh, resource of healing that is available during these times. And I speak this to you now because this is part of a grace container that is available in the ethers and to tap into it. 
you may want to call for that grace to come and surround you as a bubble and breathe it in and welcome it into your cells and rest in the knowing that whatever is necessary for your wholeness and freedom can come to you, whether you are needing support physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, through the ethers, whether you are needing to repair a sense or a feeling of disconnect from the divine, yourself, or each other, you can call for this grace to come. Remember, grace is part of the formula of peace. Where there is peace, there is grace. Where there is grace, there is peace. And there you will find in both those components, love, deep, ever-evolving love, and light, much light and all the universal resources of creation, the truth. The truth is alive in the light. The grace opens you to receive the light where it is necessary to be receptive to it and allow it to flow to those spaces that feel as if they are lacking in light in any way know that the light is continuing its unfolding. It cannot be disrupted from existing. It is constant. It is a single spark that will light up a dark room or a dark space or a dark void. It is a single spark of light in its existence that will illuminate And such is in you, and such comes from you, and such is the place where you have come from. So you are never separate from the light. And being in oneness with it, you have the viable resources of grace and all of creation that come with the knowing and the awakened state of being, of knowing that you are light, that you come from it, and that you bring it, and that you receive it as well. So take another deep breath. And as I speak to you, I want to encourage each of you to feel your feet gently on the earth, but firmly planted there. If you notice in many of my appearances, there are times where my feet are on the earth and you will notice my feet are blessed by roses. And the reason is, rose is a symbol of the divine, the great mother, and its frequency is very high. And my feet being on the earth It's as if I am standing in the womb as part of the womb of creation, of Gaia. Uh, And there I am able to hold steady and firm the essence that I carry to the planet. I wish to speak with you now and say to you, in the appearances or the uh, visitations that I've offered to many after I uh, transcended the form, when I have come forward in spirit and my feet have been positioned on the earth, in doing so, there are healing energies that have have flown into the earth. They flow into the earth. And there, uh, they touch the waters inside of Mother Earth, and hence there are places such as Lourdes. But it is not just Lourdes that has felt the frequencies of these healings. Your oceans and lakes, because they are all connected, are holding healing energies as well. 
what I am recommending that you each may want to intend is that the healing energies in the oceans and the lakes and the streams and the rivers will touch any area that is in need of healing on the earth in the waters themselves, that the healing energies in the water will activate and clear density off the surfaces and in the depths of the oceans themselves. Because the flow of these waters is necessary to support the continued co-creation of all of life, there is a necessity to have clear, clean spaces for this to occur in the waters. It is um, the primary first focus that I am calling to um, everyone's attention today. As these oceans flow out and touch all the rest of the waters with the clarity, there is an expansion of healing waters that will uh, start to show miraculous healings when people bathe in uh, common places or swim in common places or rest in common waters in different locations. So. Uh, it will be as if uh, in this new earth, all the spaces that are holding water will become healing waters. So this is part of the new earth flow of energies that are being um, uh spoken of today. I have not brought this forward, uh, but it is time for the far-reaching or the knowing of how the unfolding of creation is activating what is growing on the earth. You see, there are so many and there is so much uh, attention giving, given to what is um, no longer viable in resources on the earth. There is much chatter or talk. And today, the message of hope involves what is growing from uh, the uh, density or the dross that is falling away. There are predictions of the phoenix ascending from the ashes. Well, you each know that uh, my son, uh, Christ, he baptized the apostles with fire, with Sophia. Uh, I am speaking of this because the phoenix and the Sophia also both offer wisdom and their energies are a marriage of uh, creative expression of fire, the element of sacred fire. So this energy, this um, Phoenix Sophia energy is supporting um, the transmutation uh, that which is considered denser in everyday life and burning it away with its wisdom, its knowing of what is beyond what is no longer working. And from there, what opens out is this illumination of the concept of paradise or what some call heaven on earth. Now, there is uh, much knowing, much talk about such a state on the earth for many years now. And uh, the knowing of such a thing as earth being paradise, um, it, the word of this has multiplied 
And the reason being is because the design has called for the earth to be paradise. So there is this unfolding which is happening. Now, each time you see something fall away from the earth that is heavy or difficult or you are watching a hurricane and many souls go, in the aftermath, you will start to see new uh, buddings or growths of things that may have been here as gifts before and that are rediscovered or you may notice new uh, ways creation is expressing herself that is honorable to all of life. You see, when something is honorable to all of life, its frequency is holding the new earth energy. And it becomes um, uh, not only possible, but the possibility of its expression and its growth it becomes um, the norm, uh, what you would call the normal way of expressing creation. So beyond what dies off, there is an ascension of light. It's just uh, when you think for a moment of a person you love and their body dies off and the soul ascends and it goes into light, and it actually has, uh, the soul has more freedom to express itself fully and can do so with no limitation toward itself in any way. Well, this is so on the earth plane. You see, when things are dying off, there is this other side where the existence of the light beyond what appears to have died off that will reorder itself and redirect itself and reformulate how creation wants to express itself. So uh, you may want to be mindful of how you view uh, the current state of what is occurring on the earth plane there is much to do, and one one space that I have my my sight and my heart on, uh, particularly, is the care of the children as well. Uh, so many have come forward and have chose to be born during this time as new masters with resolutions to old situations and problems. And there are times when they are very welcomed here, these souls, and they are choosing to stay and flourish and open out and bring what it is they are desiring to bring forth. And then there are some that do not feel completely welcome. So their response is to choose to go under the time of rendering where they go to the other side. And very often they work in the angelic kingdom and they experience their wings in flight through the dimensions without physical form and they are able to accomplish great feats. So there is an honoring for each soul um, and how it is choosing to express that honoring is up to them for in truth, although the grand design is occurring, it's the how it is occurring that is affected by free will. So you may want to stay open to giving an ear and listening to these new, very profound souls that are choosing to be here because they will birth and bring forth many, many uh, 
resolutions to issues that others may have looked at and thought this is nearly impossible to solve. There will be an increase of recognition of these souls that stay and they will be seen as very often uh, in on the earth plane called brilliant or genius and and what they are in truth are very high level conscious souls and beings of masters masters that are coming and being present uh during this time uh so i would like to open out question uh spaces for tj if he is desiring to speak with me this afternoon. Well, thank you very much, Mary. Uh, first of all, what became of you after the crucifixion? Because there's not much recorded more of your life afterwards. What became of you? I'm curious. Well... There are uh, different documentations concerning where I traveled. And in truth, I did um, house a space in France. And I did travel. Um, I traveled through uh, the what are known as the European countries. Um, uh, the lifestyles there were a bit different than where my home base was. I chose to leave um, the Middle East, you know, um, the areas where I had incarnated into because I felt the desire and the drive uh, for peace within my own being was necessary. And um, the mission, uh, different aspects of the mission had been completed and I felt where I had been visible to a certain extent, I could go and I could rest and I could let go and I could enjoy aspects of my life in another space. Um, and there were some of us that did travel together. We were met at the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, there was um, uh, um, my relative, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, a dear dear friend, not just relative, but he he um, upheld his commitment to the grand design to such an extent that he would have laid his life down to support any of us that were there doing the work that we were called to do. Uh, he had arrangements and provisions made to get us out um, when we needed to leave um, the areas of discord and to come into more peace in another location. While I was there, I enjoyed um, my uh, grandchildren years, like um, when when the opportunities presented themselves. Uh, you see, there were spirit grandchildren that came through um, Christ and Magdalene's energetic spiritual emergings, and <clears throat> I delighted in their company. Um, I also found myself um, more relaxed uh, greatly because uh, the things that I had feared the most and struggled with in the lifetime that I had chosen and how I would have to deal with my son Christ, I felt as if there was great completion and I was at peace with that. So there were levels of, um, I want to say, uh, serenity that... Um, 
enfolded me on deeper levels than ever. So I was very grateful for that time there. And I stayed there until my ascension. And I did ascend in the sense of I felt I had made a choice when I was going to go. And as is so common in what some know as Native American transitions, when uh, the shamans or the teachers want to leave, they will go off by themselves and they will prepare a space to leave from and their souls will just go. Um, And this is common also in the Himalayans and, you know, we had practiced many of these teachings back then and uh, some of them were given to us and some of those teachings came through us. So does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Um, Mm. And you talked about the planet changing, and I've heard this before, is that the planet is going to return to an Eden-like state and become more moderate. You know, there's talk of global climate thing and, and... Perhaps it's really the planet is shifting its energy to become more temperate so that people can live just about anywhere. And the deserts will start to bloom again. And that even some of the animals and the, like, that would attack mankind or the snakes that might poison us, those are not beings that were here in the original creation. They were added by others. And those two will will no longer be a part of it. Is there any truth in any of all that? Well, remember that um, as co-creators who uh, came to the earth, each soul here has imprints as to what can and will occur. As a co-creator, you can check into your heart and find your heart's greatest desire and uh, give that creative energy. Remember, thought follows energy, energy follows thought. And you put these things into the oneness, and they manifest. The reason that you are hearing such prophecies over hundreds and thousands of years sometimes is because there are souls that have uh, energy in that particular framework and see that as part of their paradise. So every soul on the planet has a paradise in them. And when you come together and the majority has, has a connection to a certain expression of how a paradise can play itself out, these things will manifest I am speaking today in terms of the waters because without the waters, there is not a space for the single cell of creation to manifest itself from nothing. So you see, in the waters, you know, a single cell will reproduce itself, you know, and then life takes form. There is a a necessity for the healing waters to expand, for this to continue to occur. So there are things that can occur in the desert and grow, and yet underneath the surface of the desert, there are waters that flow deeper, down deeper, under it all there are the flows of sacred waters. So that is a space if when you think of uh, a woman when she is pregnant with child and in her womb there is um, uh, a fluid where the child grows from. The ocean waters and the rivers are as thus cell 
is in the water. The water are the fluids of creation. And these waters are everywhere indeed. So the possibility or the... um, I want to use the word here, prediction, that life will grow in the desert. Uh, That prediction feels the viable energy that is uh, directed at it will perform these feats or these things. This will occur. Now, when souls think of paradise on earth they say well you know there there is all these things going on and there's this and that and that is far-fetched and whatever uh what i speak to you now is a clearing away first on one hand such as when uh there are earthquakes or hurricanes it's a purging a way of letting go, making way for the new. And on the other side of that, if you recall, is the new. So it does not seem so far-fetched then, does it? No. No. No, it's as if the, uh, would some say, um, the vision, a lofty vision of something actually can have practical application. And uh, those of a scientific nature uh, look for the practical pieces. And there is practicality in what I am speaking. But even beyond that are the miracles of creation, which are a natural state of being. And this is where science and spirit marry to learn the expression of creation or God. Uh, You see, science and math, which are quite heady uh, uh, logical explanations to things, have over the years evolved to a state of discovery of the divine which truly has miracles and magic connected to it. So everything leads back to the same place, the same point, the one, and its total expression of freedom, of itself, of creation, which is evolving without limitation. And that is within each and every one every soul, everywhere. And that includes you, TJ. (laughs) Everybody but me. Sorry, the train left. (laughs) Um, And this humor of yours, this humor of yours, it makes my heart sing to hear your laughter and to know that you cause a giggle among the masses as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah. So along those lines, we're talking about ascension, and I I don't I guess nobody really defines it, but it's really I know it's a state of mind, but it's really we're also taking our bodies with us. And you mentioned unlimited, which is something that's always been a great fascination of mine, is that we will become these unlimited beings, which is kind of what we're meant to be. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. Now, first, remember, before you incarnated in your body, you came from that limitless expression of divinity within your own soul, right? You know, there is not a containment in your soul. The soul is free. When it came into the body... It learned a sort of containment as to how to operate as a human in everyday life. Well, now what is being called forward is tapping into the high high self, the high self-consciousness, 
which enlightens your whole being, including your form, to learn to live without limitation. Um, it's very interesting, you know, that work heart thread, right? There are times when souls have that done and they actually feel wings. So, yes, I'm familiar with the heart thread and uh, that makes a lot of sense with what you're saying. We, we temporarily, I think we lost you for just a moment. We'll see if Mary or Joy are still with us. Are you there? We have both here, but I, Mother Mary, am the primary speaker. <laughs> and what I was describing is that through the heart thread experience, many souls actually have the sensation of feeling wings in their back. Um, and this had occurred with you, did it not, TJ? I I don't know if I felt wings, but I felt, I know whatever pain I had in my back disappeared and uh, felt lighter, I guess, in that respect. Okay. Well, what we will say is this. Now, we are um, the Council of One, um, Mother and Mary, John Henry, and... Um, we are combining forces as a group right now. Uh, what we are saying is that in heart thread, as is so with many different modalities, the sensation of feeling wings is becoming more and more common. And the reason is souls are beginning to embrace their spirit body more and more and when you do that you are not feeling the sense of confinement or containment <clears throat> that uh, living in a human body very often uh, deals with um, in the same way so um, the experience of feeling wings or feeling a shift in your body that's profound it opens you to the knowing that living limitless, living beyond the human definition of what it means to be in a human body shifts and changes. So what happens then is a shift in perception. And my son, Christ, would speak through the one joy and one day he said, that ascension is a shift in perception. And the reason being is when you shift your perception, your frequency goes up. So when you invite your body to be as it truly is, the temple for your soul, and you stop seeing it as an aging experience where you are taking this body suit, as some call it, from day to day throughout this and that, and it's heavier. Um, the shift in perception creates the lightness of frequency. It raises your vibration. It expands your light. And it causes you to step in to living more masterfully, which supports the ascension process. You see, souls that incarnate are intended to live as Christed beings. Christ came as an example, you know, that was the work he did so proficiently. He showed what can be. He did not say, well, it's just me. He did not. He, he opened it out, his life as possibility. For, for all, he was inclusive, beautifully so. Um, and I say that with deeper reverence for who he is, his essence, and his mastery, as well as my adored, precious son. So um, there is a deep admiration that goes 
to each soul on this planet from creation uh, for each one that is choosing to live beyond the confines of any doctrine, no matter where it comes from, that would cause them to believe that you need to live in a limited uh, state of being to be in a body. So yes, your fascination to live beyond that is natural because your soul already knows of the existence of it and the possibility of it. The thing that drives you is part of not only what you desire to discover, it's also part of what you are here to live. That's what I've always felt. So, you know, I guess I want to ask some other questions regarding my connection to all of this because some have told me that I was around in that time period and I was, I don't know, connected to certain energies. Was that is that there any truth in that, that I was there, that joy was there? Yes, you were both there and you were there together. And you knew yours, you knew um, yourselves and each other, and many others that uh, are sometimes referred to as the holy family. Uh, you incarnated together. Now you each have your own concepts of things in this life. Part of it is foundational, according to how you simulate truth. Part of it comes from memory or knowing. Part of it comes from trusting a truth that you may have experienced vibrationally uh, through a channel or through um, an experience or through a visit. Uh, But yes, without question, you had been there. And you see... When souls are together in pivotal life experiences, the inclination to incarnate and rejoin, it is part of the propelling force uh, to live purpose on the planet because there is a joy in coming together with soul family. Uh, you experience such things with the one known as Rosalind and Joy. You know that sensation, that first meeting was uh, a reunion. And uh, what what I say to you now is the reunion is also formulated from a remembering. It's in you to know this. And we were... Would you say we were aspects? Because there's there's the term that's thrown around is called aspects of certain players in that time. The certain one where we we weren't the conscious beings; we were aspects of those beings. Well, being an aspect does not mean you weren't consciousness. It means you carried the consciousness as well. So it. It gave you the formula to live the wisdom of ascension in other lifetimes and the knowing that during these times with, uh, uh, through the one uh, flow, uh, the ones with no names called this uh, the coming together of all ages, uh, the one speaking calls it living beyond time and space, you know, So whatever framework you want to give it, the rejoining uh, together, um, uh, knowing in the cells there was uh, a connection through being an aspect and carrying the consciousness that way, the knowing was that you would carry the consciousness to the planet during this time as well. And this is part of the reason 
for uh, your search, TJ, your search and your discovery and your questioning and everything you've done. You have discovered things inside of yourself that you've always known. You've had uh, some very individual um, experiences that let you that have led you to know that you carry a consciousness that is remarkable and it is opened and sees things differently. And that is not because you were what you call just an aspect. You were a brilliant aspect carrying the consciousness and then incarnating with it again. So let me just rephrase that. I wasn't just an aspect. I was a dustbeck. Boil that dustbeck. Boil that. That was an old. That's right. <laughs> that that is right. You were a dust a, a dustbeck, <laughs> and you actually had a divine uh, duster that you used to swish away any of the questioning webs that <laughs> would occur. Sucked it right up. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to be running out of time shortly. Is there any kind of, because I know Joy has to do some things in a little bit, but is there any message that you would like to leave us with? And thank you very much for sharing all of this. Well, first, I, I wish to say it's been my honor to be present with you and each one present. And I call each of you to come forward into the memory of the beauty of the light of creation that is inside of you. And to fear not. Remember the bubble of grace that is holding in the flow of ascension energies comes forward as you call for it and recognize it and receive its gift and share the grace with others. Know that I am with each of you and I hold you tenderly each in my heart beyond the world of tears. I hold your laughter and wipe away any cares or worries and remind each of you, you are each evolving and doing the very best you can. And you are pleased in your hearts by my words because I am pleased by you. I send my love to all and bless you and wish you peace. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. You are welcome, Joy. Do you remember much of it? Is it somewhat clear to you any of it so i think when we had the little break and i thought the thing she said about the water i remember that that was fascinating because i was seeing visions of it i was seeing you know all the waters everywhere becoming healing waters every ocean every stream it was like wow yeah, and I, as she was talking, uh, the thing that hit me was, of course, because it's all connected, you know, it's like, I don't, sometimes, like, when I'm channeling, I'll, I'll make note of things that I hadn't heard quite that way, and I never heard this, and as it was coming through, I felt it in my whole body. And you know what? I stopped coughing somewhere in there completely, too, um, when she was sending the healing energies. I actually haven't coughed since. Have you? I don't think I have. Hmm. Now no. that I think about it. 
No, must she be lived just it a must be just a big coincidence. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that, right? <laughs> it's all just yeah. Hmm. Let's see if anyone contacts us and tells us the same thing. Okay. <laughs> you know. You know. Go ahead. I just wanted to thank you. I I really appreciate everything you've done and. I want to thank you again for coming in for the show today. Um, you're the dude. <laughs> well, I'm glad you want me to be a part of it. I'm glad you want to do these with me. There's always something to gain from them. Sometimes there's a lot to gain. This was interesting. I learned about Mary's life after. And uh, also, you know, the messages she had to say, especially when people talk about, when beings talk about ascension, because... You know, I like she said, we're unlimited, and I truly believe that. It's like, why do we feel we have to be limited? You know, yeah. we, were, we were truly intended to be that way. For whatever reason, we're not on this planet, but I think we're returning to that. Yes. And yes. that's what's coming forward, regardless of all the turmoil. You know, one thing, too, I wanted to mention, I know you got to run. It's like I was reading this article talking about how Earth is going to become Eden-like again. And it only makes sense yeah. that there was a time that Earth was Eden-like. And that would mean beautiful everywhere. And if Earth was Eden-like, were there mosquitoes or flies? Mm -hmm. If we're running around naked, I can't imagine. But the article suggested that we've been visited in the past by other beings that didn't have our best intention. And they brought some of these things here. And that is what I believe, that those things on, on this planet <laughs> probably shouldn't be here. And they will no longer be at some point. Well, yeah, let's just keep flowing with the paradise thing, right? Hold on to you that. know, our, our, yeah, let's hold our vision for that, you know. And um, I, I was thinking Saturday, our little peace garden thing that, been going on 30 years um over the years 30 years i passed out i have no idea how many affirmations that people can donate their gardens to world peace and i pass them out to everyone here and they're passing them out to people and people think that co-creating paradise has to be hard I, what I see is are these very simple things that happen that open out the vision. It's a shift in perception again. The earth is ascending. So paradise is the ascension of the earth, and it's not complicated. It's the mind that complicates things. But the simplicity of ascension is always available. I'm with you. No mosquitoes in the new place you're telling me? No mosquitoes? No mosquitoes. <laughs> no mosquitoes. And let me tell you, Fighting in Pennsylvania, flies. no lantern flies. You know, in, our, in, in Pennsylvania, they called it an infestation. They have everybody in Pennsylvania killing the lantern flies. Oh, yeah. You know? I saw that. Yeah. It's right up there with stink bugs, <laughs> let me tell you, you know. So, but for now, I I really, when I think of the earth, I, I, I've had, I had the experience one time um, where I was struggling, really struggling. This was years ago, like 20 years ago. And I even forget what was going on, but I... I wanted to leave. I wanted to just go home. And I, I felt like I, I, I had had enough. And I went outside of the house where I was staying in Virginia at that time. And I looked in the backyard and there were all these trees and the earth was there. And the birds were singing and, and you know, just it was just beautiful. And it was so beautiful my heart just totally opened and I looked at everything and I was like, 
this time I'll stay for you. You know, it was interesting. Anytime I thought of leaving, something would appear that would inspire me to stay. And the beauty of the earth and the paradise and the vision of that with no mosquitoes has inspired me to stay. So there's got to be something to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we will do this again soon. Thank you, Joy. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on board, TJ. And I want to thank all our listeners. And I want to thank everyone for being on the planet and, and choosing, choosing light and to continue to evolve. Much love and blessings. And thank you again, TJ. Mm-hmm.